0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Good evening and welcome to Tuesday Topics. I always think that 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 jingle sounds like the the introduction to a circus. Yeah, or, cool. I think or that's circus, the, yeah. Like I think that's calliope.
0: it's the circus. I believe is in the title description.
1: I believe that. yeah. It's pretty cool. It it, it also may be in the description of the network. But <laughs> <laughs> good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tuesday topics um, for this evening. Um, and we. We recognize that we have a fair amount of competition tonight in that there's an opportunity for you to spend some of your hard-earned cash elsewhere. I'm not going to tell you where because you'll go away. <laughs> so uh, so I'm not going to mention the fact that there is a Florida Council of the blind auction happening this evening. So just not going to do it. We uh, are going to be talking some uh, about some issues um, concerning the the results of the COVID pandemic. And we decided to talk about this stuff because uh, a lot of us last week got to talking about uh, some comments that were made on a program that I've talked about before on this program called In Touch that is available on BBC Sounds if anybody wants to go look there. Or you can subscribe to it as a podcast, and it's very short. It's on once a week, and it's fifteen or twenty minutes long, um, and and it's kind of a kind of a fun program. So we have some of the usual suspects here this evening. Our producer in chief is not here, Rick Morin. He is um, he is currently off helping uh, FCB put their stuff together. Um, uh, however, our our co-host, Mr. Brian Charlson, is here. Mr. Brian, how it goes here Tuesday? In,
2: oh, it's a lovely Tuesday in New England. One should be here. Two should
1: think, even be here. Yeah, maybe even all three of us. And we also have our streamer-in-chief, um, Mr. Larry. How are you, sir? I am
0: good, Paul. Everything's well. I'm and not, and I'm mm-hmm. not
1: sure whether, whether Miss Marion has made it back or not. She was. Um, she had disappeared into darkness a while ago, and maybe gone. So, she was having if that is the case, before,
0: so hopefully then that's not the case.
1: Uh, some of us will will end up handling handling hand raising when we get to it. So we've actually discussed the the COVID nineteen pandemic um, lots on this program, and in fact, I would suggest that we probably have devoted more time to the covid pandemic than a lot of people thought we should have so why in the world are we at at this point when the the covid emergency has gone away when people are beginning to talk about light at the end of the tunnel with regard to long covid when everybody's flying again when uh, people can cruise and, and not have half of the ship get sick, when all these things can happen, why in the world are we talking about COVID again? So part of the answer has to do with the fact that in our discussion last week, we came to the conclusion that it is likely that there were some pretty systemic changes that may have occurred as a result of COVID um, in the lives of blind people, and one of the things that we wanted to do was to explore with some of you whether some of the conclusions that we arrived at last week um, would in fact um, would in fact resonate with some of you who are involved. So. Let's let's start with one thing, and we'll go around the, the small group here and then see if anybody wants to talk about it. Um, one of the things that was reported on this program um, from the UK was that <clears throat> many people who were blind during the COVID <clears throat> emergency who asked for assistance um, weren't able to get it. They would uh, they would be traveling, and um, people would perhaps be prepared to say to them, "Follow me," and but they would they were not prepared to allow people to take their arm. Uh, we know that the London Underground actually bought plastic sleeves that they put over uh, the arms of subway users. Um. And therefore, the, the, the station folks were prepared to hold on to those. But <clears throat> it appears as though there is a residual effect of COVID that is operating in the UK anyway, which essentially has resulted in people saying that, that because of COVID and because that the risk of COVID certainly is not non-existent. People in stores uh, that would normally have offered assistance to people who are blind are hesitant to do it or flat out refuse to do it and believe that they can use the COVID pandemic as an excuse. So it's an interesting situation. Brian, have you noticed any of that? Zip, zero,
2: nada have not experienced that uh, in any way shape or form. During the pandemic, everybody was shunning everybody. So it yep. wasn't a situation where I felt uh, singled out because I was a blind person. But post pandemic, that has not been my experience at all. I've been to restaurants, I've been to the theater, I've been to uh, you know grocery stores and uh, whatnot. Over time, and have not felt at all like things had gone south in this respect.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Larry,
0: well, yes and no. I, I, I think certainly during the pandemic. After the by the way, I should stop for a second and tell you that Marianne has no power and no internet, and I sent a note along to uh, Cindy so we'll yep. see what happens if that doesn't happen if they don't find somebody i can try and do it. i've been i've done host stuff before long ago
1: yeah I can, I can i can try to do it okay,
0: as well okay so we'll make sure yeah. that it works yeah in any event um afterwards i think as a direct as an indirect uh, comment i think we were not shunned but because of problems with staffing at a local department, local uh, food store here, we were asked not to come mm-hmm. back unless we brought somebody with us to help us. They could not, they could not provide their staff to help us shop. And uh, I wrote a note to corporate, and I wrote a note to the store saying we've been this, we've been doing this for twenty years without a problem. Why is it now a problem? To to shorten this long story, which took maybe two and a half months to resolve. Uh, And I sent several notes to friends from ACB, uh, all walks of life, about Mm -hmm. their thoughts. Uh, Got a note back from the store. Corporate, I'm sure, told one of the regional people, handle this, because we don't agree with it at all. They said, under no circumstances do we condone this. This is not what we do. Customers are the most important people we deal with on a daily basis. Obviously, because they spend the money, but they said it doesn't matter whether they spend five bucks or 500, they're the customers, and we owe it to them to be as helpful as we can be. And the person who told you that is now on leave, and um, well it doesn't matter what, where he is or what he's done. But this was not mm-hmm. a policy mandated by the store at all. We are welcome back. We are wo- John has already been back. I will come back uh, next week. And continue as I was before.
1: So And did uh, did uh did did John uh, get treated appropriately he, when he went back? He did.
0: It was like he would never left.
1: That's yep. that Very good. is interesting.
0: Community is raising I, their hand.
1: Yeah, so I've so. noticed um I have noticed a couple of um of situations where um
0: Paul, I'm gonna allow them it, to talk if shall i do this now or do you want me to wait oh go ahead yeah okay
3: hey larry it's natalie did you need a um,
0: I, we could probably do it under of lots, lots of duress because we're doing other stuff but if we can find someone to help us that would be terrific i can
3: i mean i'm here so i can you're you're you're, you're not, not at the auction Huh? I was, yeah, oh, but I oh. I've already bought what I wanted. So, um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and
2: the successful item was what?
3: The the um the caramel brownies. Oh so. my
0: goodness. <laughs> oh, good oh, for you. A
2: tough life.
3: Yes. Um so do you want I mean I am
2: We'd love it.
1: We would we would love it if if you would if you would handle the land raising for a steer one.
3: Yes. Uh
1: Hold
2: on. Thank you. We have to give you right permissions and all like that. There, right?
3: Yes. Please.
1: Uh, yep. So
2: it's do you want to?
3: I can't rename myself. Can somebody
0: rename me? Because <laughs> yeah, why don't... don't we? Why, why don't we move you? Oh, who's the host now? Let's see.
1: Yeah, that's the question. Marianne was. Yeah. But right. I'm just we looking to see who
0: she moved so... it to. No, but somebody had to have been a host. Oh, it's me. Okay. Uh-huh. Good. So uh, it might be easier for me to just try and promote you over.
3: Okay, that's fine. Okay,
0: now I have to remember where. Does it, is it more?
3: Uh, it's yeah, it's under the more.
0: Okay, I shall do it. And <laughs> now we return Tuesday topics to its original host, <laughs> Paul Edwards.
1: Thank you very much, and um, and and thank you very much to the ACB community for responding <clears throat> as quickly and expeditiously and appropriately as they did. And thank you uh, for nineteen people being here. We're very impressed. So, the the I have noticed a, a couple of things that 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 have happened um, subsequent to um, the pandemic that that at least concern me a little bit um, with regard with regard to the attitude of businesses. Um, one of them uh, is that. Um, I have gone to um, restaurants and a variety of uh, of other places where the expectation has been um, that that they simply don't have the staff to provide assistance. Sometimes they apologize a little for it. They say, "You know, we're really sorry." Before the pandemic, we were fine providing assistance, but we we really don't have the staff. Everybody's gone. We 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 can't we can't provide support. On the other hand, um I I've been in situations where exactly the opposite has happened. I've gone into places where there's only one person there <clears throat> and there are probably seven or eight people shopping around and that one person who is manning the shop has said, "Of course I'll help you. I'll be glad to." Um and and um and in fact made some of the other people wait. So it's, it's difficult to generalize, I guess, um, so, um, so I don't know any final answers. So, Natalie, before you came, the question is, <clears throat> have businesses in this country reacted after COVID to lessen how much they welcome customers who are blind into their businesses? That's really the question. So, who knows?
2: Well, you know, when you guys um, brought this particular subject up, I have to say that I haven't experienced it in a way that I felt was blindness-related at all. Mm -hmm. Has service in restaurants been slower? Yes. Have choices on restaurant menus changed uh, in terms of variety? I think the answer is yes. Uh, And Anytime it's a service entity like uh, being in a hotel, I mean, heavens, it's, hotel world is so much different than it used to be. Huh. I mean, when did you ever think that they would say, we'll come and clean your room once every three days? If I mean, you ask us. If you ask us, exactly. So there are things like that, that, you know, are the new norm, so to speak, uh, I hope that, that all of those things are things that will improve over time as more people uh, become available to work in those particular jobs. But I don't feel that it was blindness-specific that, that I experienced that. I could be wrong. Wouldn't be the first time.
1: But so I, one of didn't one of the, one the other way. impacts that is definitely out there is because restaurant menus have changed. Um, yes, the the availability of braille menus in restaurants has gone has plummeted dramatically. Um, um, yes. Yeah, because no one is prepared at this point, or it doesn't seem to be <clears throat> to to ask other people to prepare menus for them that they're prepared to pay for. Um, margins are so narrow that they simply say we can't afford to do Braille, Braille menus. And even even when folks say they'll do them for nothing, my experience is that they really don't want that to happen because I get the impression though, as I say, um, you do not, Brian, but I get the impression that people would just assume that a bunch of blind folks didn't descend on their restaurants. Uh, um,
2: well, let's see, Mr mr uh what's your name again edwards yeah yeah how about the 40 people that got together at not your average joe's <clears throat> name of a restaurant here in watertown
1: very nice restaurant uh, it was too
2: very nice too right order yep. off the menu yes we were rather dis- disappointed that they did not pull out the braille menus which we knew they had and that we heard after the fact they thought we were bringing our own braille menus part of that is because it's a seasonal menu type Mm -hmm. restaurant, so menus are not correct uh nearly as long as you know their standard menu kind of place but nonetheless i felt in that environment 40 blind people not in a separate conference room kind of setting but just in the Quarter of the restaurant, um, you know, tables in that section set off yep. for this group of people. It was most clearly, I felt, uh, our business was appreciated as a group. But you felt otherwise, huh? Uh,
1: well, uh, no, but but a lot of us, a lot of us had looked at the menus. I think, and that's another interesting question. Um, which we'll come to in a second, but a lot of us have looked at the at the menu um, on online. Um, yes, because I think one of the consequences of COVID, and and one of the consequences of post COVID too, is if you can't rely on braille menus, then uh, do do you then start to use um, menus that are available um, online? Um, rather than trying to get staff to do what they don't want to do.
2: Or staff to do what they can't find the time to do and do the other things they're expected to do by their employer. Um, I would would say that was a trend before COVID, more and more people that iPhone firmly in hand uh, I generally speaking, if I know where I'm going for dinner, will have read the menu and decided on what I was going to eat before I arrived. So I wasn't so no, yeah, whipping out the phone at the restaurant even, and that's a lifestyle change.
4: I
5: apologize, not Mary one Anne. for the
2: worst.
4: Welcome,
2: Welcome back.
5: back again. Yeah, and Natalie, if you wanted to go back to the auction, I am. I, our storm has
3: passed. Um, <clears throat> so whichever. Oh, okay, just a second. I will. Be happy to give you, I mean, to give your job back. One second, I'm looking
5: for you.
0: She's right and next to you. And the
5: problem with that online thing is that the menus are not always current. No. Like, I often no. get to a restaurant knowing exactly what I want to eat, and I am so proud of myself, and they say, Oh, that's not on our menu any longer.
1: Oh, uh, that's correct. Yeah. Well, that, all that the time. does
2: happened. But the same thing, if not more but so, it, when it came to that Braille menu
1: we're discussing. Yeah. Yeah, but and it, and it goes the other way as well, Marianne, where, where the only menu that's current is the online one. Um, and none of the paper menus that might have been brailled. Um, oh,
5: they're years old sometimes.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, very many. That's correct. Yep. So, Paul,
3: well, I'm going to stay. Do you want Marianne to put me back in the audience like a good participant? You know, to you're stay there. Are you okay if, stay if I stay? Part,
0: yeah, just stay, stay as as there. The stay path? and okay. interrupt, Paul. We, we would <laughs> love <laughs> to have you.
2: Consider yourself panelled. I thought you want to be
3: bidding, bidding, bidding. I got what I wanted, so I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she went and got
2: caramel brownies. Was it? Yes. Wow. And I'm sitting here chewing on a sugar-free caramel. I'll have you know,
1: (laughs) not quite the same thing. (laughs) So one of the interesting things that we noticed at our convention last year, and. uh, we're gonna uh, in in about one minute, Marianne. See if anybody has their hands up. But one of the things that we noticed um, last year at the ACB convention was there were there were two groups of folks, and, and ACB tried to take account of those two groups. One group uh, was were a group of folks who essentially uh, pretended that COVID had never happened, and and they indicated that they weren't wearing masks and they didn't and and they weren't required to they were required by acb to to demonstrate that they'd been vaccinated um but what a lot of people um uh, what another group did though was to essentially wear masks all the time and there are some folks in acb now and this is not to be critical of them who even now are, are wearing masks um, when, whenever they come to an, an ACV-type event. So at our, at our board meeting in, in October, November um, in, 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 in Illinois and in our leadership conference in February, there were loads of people who were, um, who were still wearing masks. Um, and one of the questions that that leads me to ask is uh, blind people isolated themselves during covid because they had to
6: Um,
1: paratransit services virtually disappeared i don't know that they've come back to full strength even now um, because there's such a demand for jobs that it's getting harder and harder i think to find people who are prepared to work for the same price as paratransit companies want to pay Um, for folks who are going. Um, and uh, But my question is, have we as blind people determined that since we can order in uh, using the technology we learned to use during COVID, um, are are we less likely as blind people to go out? And what kind of an impact is this likely to have? Uh, Brian, do you have any comment on that? I absolutely
2: believe that people in general have found themselves working slash living to a different rhythm of life, yep. which does not, generally speaking, include going out to dinner as often. Mm-hmm. Um, not not so much that you cook yourself, like you said. You know, it's takeout services, DoorDash, uh, uh, Uber Eats has. Uber Eats, etc. These yep. kinds of services. Secondarily, there are the uh, we'll prep it for you and send it to you to do the final assembly kind of food services that are,
1: are, have arrived. Yeah, that's the sort of Certainly, mail order ones where where yep. you where you order like six meals for the week. Exactly, and yep. you you
2: may put the last part of it together, but there you have it. You didn't have to go grocery shopping. Uh, grocery shopping. In my household, we we step foot in a grocery store a third of as often as we used to. Uh, but it's more a matter of finding the other thing, a convenience we're worth. We we feel is worth the extra upcharge for getting.
6: Uh, and, and so so I, you,
2: it's so you would use thing. things like
1: Instacart and and yes, um, exactly, yeah.
2: So it's a mesh of those kinds of things that have changed things. On the other hand, there's always an on the other hand. On the other hand, I will say, when I uh, go out to dinner with friends or something along those lines, it's so much more celebratory. It's like it has become uh, a wonderful upside of Mm -hmm. going to dinner. More than just. Because I'd rather not cook tonight, it's a it's a social
1: gathering that happens we're actually we're actually staff, gonna go out. we're actually gonna get out of the house. We're actually gonna gonna get away from these four walls. and when we go out, man, we're gonna have fun. We're going to have fun. We're going to see about getting together with friends in that
2: environment mm-hmm. much more so than just out of uh, I don't want to cook tonight.
1: Miss mm-hmm. Natalie, any thoughts?
3: Um, i I agree with Brian and especially like working from home now um it it is a huge <laughs> i'm I'm all excited when I get to go out so um I, I agree with Brian it is kind of a a celebratory thing and um yeah, everybody is kind of because I agree everybody is kind of just well we can just order it or have it delivered or you know and I, I even fall into that trap sometimes but sometimes it is nice to just go out and you know, be with people. So,
1: Miss yeah. Marianne, thoughts?
5: Yeah, um, I have been going out and engaging in the community since around um October, late October of 2020. Well, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I didn't, as my my employment. Forbid me to um, take time off. So I was engaged with the public. Yeah. Right. Anyway, but um, I, I've been pretty engaged socially um, for quite a while and um, I very much enjoy it. And on the other hand, I haven't stepped foot in a grocery store in years
1: to shop now, that way. When, when you went back to work and when you went I out never starting in go to work. 2020, right? <laughs> but when, when you did all those things, did you tend to wear masks?
5: I did. I wore a mask on the bus, I wore a mask at work. Although there were times I would take it off because I very rarely came in contact with people. Like, you know, it's not like I'm not serving over a counter, I'm filling vending machines. So um, very rarely did I come in close contact with anyone. Um, And when I, we were required for a long time to wear a mask in a restaurant until we got to our table. So I always did that. so, yeah, I, I was pretty responsible about wearing a mask.
1: Nice. So, I'm not sure if we have any hands raised, I suspect. We, we have not. a lot. I do have a oh, quick good. comment. We have a lot of hands raised. Let's 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 talk to some of
0: those folks. Okay, then I'll have my we have, quick comment later.
5: We have oh, Nikki. you can
0: make your comment now, Larry. Oh, well, first, okay. Okay, well, first
5: we'll have Larry and then we'll have Nikki.
0: I, it's funny because I, I'm sort of on the other extreme in that I started going out and living life and that's what I missed about about life was the ability to live it the way I wanted to live it mm-hmm. um, quite a while ago. Um, and then we had this, this store issue where we weren't allowed to touch items that went into the cart so that we wouldn't be surprised when we got them home. So, I mean, that's another reason uh, I wanted the grocery store because I wanted the flexibility to be able to do what I needed to do and mm-hmm. have some control over it. And that's the way I feel about my life. And I used to go to the grocery stores all the time. Uh, and I wanted to continue that. Now, I, it doesn't mean I don't use Shipt as an axillary item when there are things because of supply and demand that I can't get when I'm there at the grocery store. And then I go to Shipt and I'll uh-huh. make orders and do that. But, but I fully expect to live my life as I used to to the best degree I can. And also that means going out to dinner and going to lunch with friends, Is Mm -hmm. something that I love to do, enjoy doing, and did not want to give that up. And it doesn't mean that when I go to ACB events, I won't bring my mask, just in case. But it doesn't mean I normally will wear it. Often I don't. But at least it's there if I have to. Yep. Gotcha.
7: All right. So, Miss Nikki? Hi. (laughs) This is really fascinating. I have a real quick question for Larry first, though. What was the store? Because I came in a a few minutes late.
0: Okay, the, the I, I, I will. I will tell you the store, but remember, they were nothing but gracious and terrific to us. It was a an employee of the store who was not somebody that I would probably send a Christmas card to. Uh, <laughs> it was Albertsons. Oh, okay. Big chain, because, um, and, and and they all treated us very nicely with the, with with one exception. Mm-hmm.
7: Okay, well, i I'm, I'm curious about that because before the pandemic, Safeway. If you wanted something, they would walk you to the aisle. Yeah, They yeah. wouldn't just tell you where to go. Um, but one of the things that I've noticed since then is that a lot of the employees do not know where anything is and they cannot even walk you. Not, some, not so much Safeway because I don't go there that much, but they can't take you places, they can't refer you because they don't know where the stuff is. But also, previous to the pandemic, when a group of us would go out for dinner, sometimes we'd have 10 or 12 people because we'd go out to these birthday dinners every month. Right, um, And this was at the Olive Garden. And in the beginning, uh, before the pandemic, if there was a sighted person in the group, they would just automatically give us one bill. And then the sighted person would have to work it oh, out. Dear and God. Then say, hey, yep. you know, this isn't acceptable. Well, there are too many of you. That's the way we have to do it. So the people who could see Stop saying that they could see or, you know, stopped acting like they could see. So then they gave us, they gave us them. <laughs> However, now in restaurants, there's no question, everybody gets their own bill. Yeah. So I think that those are two changes that I have seen. Thank you very much. This That's interesting.
1: Thank, thank you for your call. Miss Marianne. We hey, have Connie. Hey, Connie.
5: Connie, you, you made it. There you are. There she is. <laughs> So,
8: um, I went to our state convention last month, California Council of the Blind, and got to meet Mm -hmm. John and Larry Gassman. That was fun. Um, And uh, it was hybrid. So, some of us went on Zoom, and some of us attended in person. And I think we were just so excited to be back in person. I mean, it was very celebratory. What I noticed is that, at least at this hotel, and I think this is true of most hotels, is that, the cost of everything has gone Ugh. sky high, yeah, and the service has gone down. for example, when we were at the banquet, they didn't tell us where the bread was, you know, so we had to search all over for it, and they didn't ask us if we wanted coffee or tea the the coffee cups were on the table, but no one ever asked us do you would you like coffee or tea? I mean I, I remember them asking that after dinner, and to me that's that should be just you know part of the service so uh. But but it was just so wonderful to be back in person. And I just got back from Hawaii doing wheelchair assist. No masks nice. required. No masks required. No co- no more COVID restrictions. Right. And the wheelchair assist went very well. Everyone is very, very, very helpful, kind, uh, nurturing. And it was it went well. Um, n- no masks required or anything. So um, I started using. Grocery delivery and restaurant delivery services when my husband mm-hmm. got sick um, in 2019. Right. And after he passed, and when COVID hit, I continued to use those services. And I still, to this day, use Instacart for groceries and DoorDash um, on the weekends mm-hmm. for a restaurant delivery. However, I go out to lunch or dinner with friends whenever the opportunity arises because i prefer to be with people in person i agree with brian it's just so much it's so celebratory it's it's like oh hi i haven't seen you for a while and and um it's just i don't know i just so it's it's so much better um miss miss
1: Miss connie (laughs) where do you where do you stand with masks
8: i don't wear it at all anymore unless they tell me i have to very like good. when I went to the nail salon that was required for a while, but when I went recently, I said, oh, I forgot to put my mask on. And she went, oh, it's okay. It's optional now. You know, when I get a massage, it's optional now. So I, I choose the option not to wear mask. mask. Um, you know, I try to be responsible, wash my hands. Um, yeah. If I'm sick, I stay home, you know. So. Um,
1: one of the yeah. in- interesting things that's, that's happened here, I don't know if it's happened to you as well, Connie, but one of the places where masks appear to still be required as in doctor's offices.
8: Oh, okay. Not
1: Stop
2: that on May 11th Mm. here in Massachusetts Uh when the state lifted restrictions in general. Very good. And uh, during the time that it was required, it wasn't a big hassle, particularly. Uh, All of the clinics had disposable masks there for you if you showed up without one that kind of thing Uh, Mm -hmm. i had a question for you though and and that for both of you and that is you know before the pandemic there were times when i went to the meeting because i had to whatever Mm -hmm. the meeting was Mm -hmm. now i get to go to meetings it doesn't have the feel of obligation as much to me these days. Again, it's an opportunity rather than an Mm -hmm. obligation. Uh, I I go to a lot of meetings, or I did go to a lot of meetings. So it was, let's say, get to then a have to situation. Do either of you feel that way?
8: I don't go to our chapter meetings in person anymore. Uh, It's um, because uh, it's a hybrid option now. And uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like since I'm not an officer or a board member, all we are doing is sitting there. So I could sit at home and go to the meeting. Mm -hmm. Now they do go to the spaghetti factory afterwards, but my feeling is that that takes the whole day. It's a Saturday, you know, every third Saturday, and the meetings from ten to twelve, and then they go out to lunch, and then there's paratransit both ways. To me, that shoots the whole day. Now, if the chapter has social things like a Christmas party or something, I go to that. But Mm -hmm. in terms of a meeting where you're just sitting there, and you're not doing anything i can do that from home
1: very good miss connie thank you very much for your call thank you we yep. have ray hey ray me on
9: you there we go hey guys there how
2: he is. Is everybody doing tonight i, I haven't bought no. your ticket yet don't get on my case
9: I, I i'm not i'm not but natalie enjoy those brownies i'm sure you will i'm not surprised you bought those um and uh all of that um so um just a couple of things uh first of all i have not noticed really uh, is to me the places i go things seem to be as far as assistance and and that and even restaurant service back to before the pandemic uh people uh seem to be service appears to be good the only thing i've noticed is some places don't keep it longer hours as long yeah. hours as they want as they did um, in that um let's see as far as masks uh, now Karen and I uh, we still do mask we not as not all not all the time but we still do mask a little bit uh, on public transportation in rideshare ubers and Lyfts, Um and then we go into healthcare facilities and even uh, like during the leadership conference, we did it uh, even like walking in right. common areas of the hotels and stuff like that. Just right. Uh, and that's not for me not so much for covid. It's uh, I like not getting other stuff.
1: So w- w- will will you be coming to Schomburg? Um, yes, <laughs> we will be coming to Schomburg.
9: Yeah, <laughs> we will be. Yeah. And, we, we'll be. And,
1: and do you expect to wear a mask there?
9: Um, again, probably in the baby in maybe in the common areas around the uh-huh. hotel, and, and I don't feel out of place about it at all. I mean, if, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, just, just, you know, just around kind of where it's crowded and stuff like that. Probably. Sure. So, so, so tell us, tell
1: us, you're, you're saying it's not so much COVID, but you just think that wearing masks protects you from whatever is going around?
9: Well, especially in the wintertime, um, yeah, I remember pre pandemic, um, riding the commuter trains up in Chicago and you'd go on the trains and people didn't get the message, stay home when you're sick. And they'd be caught, people would be coughing up a lung and they would be like, what am I going to catch today? And I used to get like one real bad cold a year. Usually mm-hmm. I-, I haven't had that happen since, uh, before the, uh, since we really went into the pandemic and I, um, you know attribute some of that at least to mask wearing and stuff mm-hmm. so there's a bonus by the way for masks up here in the cold weather of uh, the midwest in the winter time keeps your face warm too which is kind of good um that's it's interesting yep i had I'm, I'm a little bit like larry as far as um that i i want to live my life and i frankly it At first, although I knew the reason for it, resented resented some of these government people telling me what I couldn't and couldn't do, couldn't, couldn't do. But I understood the reason for it because we had a virus that we needed to get under control. And I think for the first six months of it all, uh, when we went into all the stay at home orders and things, I was okay. But after that, it kind of of got a little overbearing, in my opinion. But, um, you know, so my health is good and I don't have anything to be concerned about there. Um, now, did you and Karen completely avoid COVID? Uh, yes, we have, and uh, that's as far as, that's far impressive. as we know. no. Yeah. know. Um, yeah. I had one time maybe in April of twenty where I kind of like felt really warm, like I had almost, but I checked my temperature and I was like, I was fine. So I don't know what that was, but um, and stuff. And I am like, it has like, to be hot flashes. Something, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows. And, so, and I feel, I kind of feel like Natalie does because I work at home all the time now too. And that going out, I mean, we go out regularly every Friday night. We got a group here that we go to dinner with every so often. And we try to go out some because it's just having that uh, getting out and being out and being social with people and stuff like that. But one thing I haven't been in is a grocery store in like two or three years. I do, I basically do Instacart and that's about it.
1: It's amazing how many people have gone
9: to that approach. Yeah, Mr. Wraith, thank yeah. you for your call. Well, I was just going to say too, as far as the Uber yep. Eats and stuff. I mean, I was using it before the pandemic, and yes. so just kept on doing it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: and and we're I I guess the truth is we're prepared to pay the the upcharge that's involved in using things like Uber Eats and
9: you know if you think about it, it's if you had to take a cab or an uber to get your stuff and bring it back sure the same
1: it it would it would probably cost maybe even a little less yep. to do uber yep. than it would and, otherwise but, but,
9: add, but paul you'll appreciate this the The best thing yep. about covid the early part of covid was our governor designated liquor stores as essential businesses so that meant i could go out every few days and get some beer I'll we'll see, see. Hey. <laughs> 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 and i
1: did
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you ray you meant to take care guys yep
5: A real quick comment from me about um sure. instacart is that i started using um before the pandemic and the reason i like using instacart is because i've never been able to browse a grocery store before the advent of um, things like Shipt and Instacart, so now I can just really browse around different top, you know, categories and whatnot, and well, really look at every single sale. You
0: know, that's, good and, that's because, good and bad. That's good and bad. Yeah, Because I would just go by the <laughs> list yes, and it does. yeah, and I buy yeah, what's on no. the list now. <laughs> but
5: I've learned a lot of products. I've learned about a lot of different products sure. since I started using yeah. Instacart. So that's why mainly that's why I keep using it. Anyway, we have Pam.
1: We had this. Yes. Um, uh, yep. Hey, Pam.
5: Hey. Uh,
10: okay. I started using Instacart when everything shut down and I still use Instacart. I occasionally will go to the grocery store, but that's, that's the exception now rather than the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, as for eating out. This one gets interesting because a, lo- a good friend of mine and I, pre-pandemic, were eating out roughly once a week. Mm-hmm. And usually we had coupons or we had a promo that was you could get a nice, inexpensive, reasonably inexpensive meal at such and such. Well, everything shut down. I'm a bit of an introvert. So, I really had no major problem adjusting to not being able to eat out. I, if I wanted to order something, <clears throat> I would use Uber Eats, Instacart, uh, not mm-hmm. Instacart, DoorDash, Grubhub, or one that's a little more local. It uh, used to be called Waiter. It's since changed names. Um, but... I really had no problem with that, and I was reluctant when things started opening up again. I thought it was too soon, Mm -hmm. Um, but eventually, uh, the same friend and I started eating out again, and we probably would still be doing it now, but very sadly, she passed away unexpectedly, not COVID. We don't really know what for sure, what happened, but um, you know, she's not with me now Uh, in spirit. Yes, but not in the flesh. Um, So now occasionally I will eat out, but not as much as I did. And again, if I want a meal that I didn't have to cook like yesterday was barbecue being a holiday. There you
1: go. Yeah. I
10: ordered, uh, I I got on Uber eats and ordered a nice barbecue plate. I didn't have to cook it. I didn't have to clean up the kitchen, spend all day cleaning up the kitchen and figuring out what to do with the leftovers, all that mess. Uh, I still, prefer, I still opt to wear masks when I am out in public, mm-hmm. um, not just to avoid COVID. Cause again, i have I've had the vaccines, but like a previous per, um, participant said, it's helping me avoid all the other mess that's been going around and knock on wood. I've, I've always been prone to sinus infections. That's about right. all I ever get. If I yep. ever get anything, I have not had a full blown sinus infection mm-hmm. since before the pandemic. That's
6: and I excellent. think a
10: lot of it is because of the masking yep. and yes, it keeps your face warmer in winter. Uh, you know, that's, that's just hard to take. You get out and it's cold. and Your face feels like it's freezing. And it gets into your sinuses, and then you end up with a sinus infection. So, um, but um, uh, as for service, yeah, where I live, just about everyone is short of help still, even after mm-hmm. things opened up. Um, and sometimes it's very difficult if you need assistance in a store to find anyone who can help you because chances are there's just that one person there and and he or she is trying to run the cash register, <clears throat> right. watch to make sure no one shoplifts and tell someone where such and such item is. It's just very, very hard. And that's another reason I use Instacart, Uber, Uber. Uh, Uber Eats and all these other things because, um, you know, you can you can order stuff. You're not in the middle of trying to get help in the store. Where would I find the yep. such and such cereal? So um, I think it's really a win-win. And, yes, when I do go out now, which isn't as often, it is more like a celebration. Yep. Um, but so far, uh, you know, I've managed, oh, occasionally you get an order, a mix up on your order with Instacart or whatever, but all in all, it has worked very well. Mm -hmm. Um, and with service being, uh,
1: so harder to get
10: hard to get now at any place. Even the really, really Mm upscale restaurants, you go in there. I was at, I'll just tell the name. I was at Red Lobster the other day. Oh, yes. The food was wonderful. And that's a pretty good sized place. It is. There were only two servers for that entire restaurant.
1: Wow. Not very many.
10: Not, no. And it wasn't packed. But there were a a number of people there and I'll tell you those those two servers they were good but they were hopping. They they were kept running.
1: That's uh, right.
10: So I really appreciate this topic and um, I I think it's great that we're
1: Miss Pam, thank you for your this. call.
10: Thank
5: you.
1: Yep. Ms. Marianne. Deborah. Deborah hold could on. be
0: several
5: no it's Deborah Kendrick, Kendrick I'll bet you oh. hold on I'm sorry <laughs> Second, okay, well, shoot, it went away it moved
2: I apologize
11: come on thank you
2: a oh. horsey there
4: you go Deborah Ah.
2: Uh
6: the
12: Deborah.
4: No? Oh, the buttons were all different. I couldn't find something. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) There she is. Button, button. Who's got the button? Okay. So, oh, I got lots of opinions. Well, you know, man, I always got lots of opinions. Never. But but, um, first of all, I think that I mean in a way, this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think how we feel about all of these topics that we're covering here is seen through the individual lens of who we are and what our personal lifestyles are. So, um, let's see. So, for me, part of it, I, I always say I'm an introvert who who learned early on in my life how to pretend to be an extrovert because I love people and I love being out in the world. And, you know, one thing that Larry said really resonated with me about enjoying being in restaurants. That's not new for me. That's the way I've always looked at being in restaurants. I want to eat out as often as I can because I just like being there. I like being there. I like being out. I like hearing all the people around me until it gets too noisy and then I don't but <laughs> but um, so but also you know with regard to seeing things through the lens of our own personal experience um, my life totally turned upside down about six years ago when I had some traumatic events happen that I you know i say blind, being blind is easy peasy but this other stuff is really yep. hard and i had some mobility challenge added and so i could not go to the grocery store and um so uh, and i had actually i well, I began using Lyft the minute it came to Ohio in 2014. Mm-hmm. I was the first customer. Um, so Lyft and Uber, I was all over that while I was still walking and running and mm-hmm. stuff. But shipped entered my life just in the in the dick of time. I mean, I, I when I couldn't, I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't walk. I couldn't. I didn't have any. I was in a strange city where I didn't really know anybody I didn't have anybody to take me to the grocery store so it was like a miracle and now I don't care if I ever go to a grocery store again and now by the way I'm walking pretty well and so that's another part of seeing this through our own personal lens I want to be out there as much as I can because I can and I'm so thankful to be doing it again so um and and the thing about Restaurants, I never stopped, maybe maybe for the first six months. But somebody was saying about how restaurants are as crowded. That has not been my experience. And you know I, that I split my time between Florida and Ohio. And I would say in both cities, restaurants are doing, if you're a restaurant owner, you're in good shape right now because they're all busy and they're all crowded and um i hanging the people i was with we had to go to a mexican restaurant on saint patrick's day and um an irish restaurant on cinco de mayo because (laughs) (laughs) because everybody's going out so i don't think there's any problem with with the restaurant business but but i think um well, a couple of things that I want to say about the beauty of shipped. Marianne touched on this. I love shipped. I will. I. I don't care. You know, if I walk well enough to start running marathons, which is probably not going to happen, but if, even if I did, um, I would not go back to going grocery shopping because whether I used a friend, a relative, an assistant in the store there was that sense of i'm imposing on this person so i want bread what kind of bread do you want well, there's only about 100 different brands and each one of those has you know 10 different choices i don't have to worry about what am i imposing anymore cuz i'm not imposing on anybody but me and it's so fun to open so, so you ch-
1: actually in- enjoyed looking at looking at the various items that ship sold to then
4: i do because yeah and i'll give you my favorite example i I mean i've been using shipped and instacart exclusively i every convention in fact since Mm -hmm. 2017 2018 the first thing i do when i get to the hotel is open the shipped app and order Mm -hmm. groceries delivered to my hotel door Um, right but my favorite example of choices is in 2019 so this was pre-pandemic it was christmas and i didn't have toys for the grandchildren yet and i was freaking cuz you know i and i wasn't walking very well yet then like oh what am i going to do what am i going to do so i opened the shipped app and ship partners with target and so i get go to target and i put in toys and i had a blast and i mean because there's like thousands of toys and you can read about them all and read the age description and the descriptions and the prices and i ordered a ton of toys and this young woman probably you know 30 35 <laughs> brought delivered my stuff and i i said how does it feel to be santa claus and she said this is so great! Thank you. You gave me some ideas. I'm going right back to the store. There are two things in here. I'm buying for my seven year old that I had <laughs> missed. But but I was having so much fun, and I I, I think this kind of sums up the the shipped experience for us. You know, I I said after doing that, I don't know anybody who loves me enough that they would have stood in those aisles and read all the descriptions. That I read and enjoyed myself making those selections, and that's the way it is. I mean, you know, you you're going to get bread. You want Dave's Killer Bread? Do you want Brownberry? Do you want um, I don't know <laughs> Sarah Lee? Do you want Wonder Bread? Whatever you can just take your own sweet time and read all that stuff. But anyway, so and one other thing I wanted to say to you about masks. Yeah, Paul, your region is showing. So. <laughs> Let me tell you that in the northern states, everybody kept wearing masks. I mean, I came down to Florida in February this year, right? and um, everybody was still wearing masks everywhere in Ohio. And it's just that Florida has been lax since day one. So I think, you know, your understanding of it has has something to do with where where you are. Oh, and the other thing that I wanted to talk about was assistance. Now, until maybe the last six months, I wasn't going a lot of places by myself, but, um, but I am now. And I find the only problem with assistance is that uh, in some places, Like I was in a Macy's store and you had to walk and walk and walk and walk till you could hear anybody because they're so understaffed. Right. But in restaurants and theaters, people are just as much all over me as they've ever, as they've ever been. And and I, I mean, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm lucky, but I just feel like people are, um, Kind and and just really great about being helpful. So, so you, you
1: haven't felt discriminated against post COVID, except except perhaps by short staff stores.
4: Yeah, yeah, and that's not discrimination. That's like everybody's struggling. But if you can't see to find them, it's even harder to find them because you you know um, if if there's only. If you're in a gigantic department store, and there's only maybe one person to, to per department or one person per two departments, well, if you can't see, finding them is going to be pretty impossible. Um, so that's
1: yeah, it, that's- it is. I, I I've not tried Macy's, but Penny's w- was often challenging, and it depends a lot on who you end up with at the first registry that you come to. Um, yes. sometimes they will find people who will help you. And sometimes that, or at least my experience was they'd say, tell you flat out, no, you know, I'm, well, I'm busy, you know, and I would say, well, then can you call security? And they'd say, I don't have time. Wow. And and I'd file a complaint and, and, and I'd get an apology. It's fine. But, <clears throat> but, uh, well,
4: and, and I do think that another thing that has that I'm still puzzling this out, um, you know. I've been getting some O and M the last couple months because mm-hmm. I wasn't walking for a long time, and now I am. But I'm walking differently. I have to use a cane in the left hand, and yep. I'm very not left-handed. So anyway, so I, uh, there's been a whole lot of learning going on for me, and so I was I was learning this mall in Saint Petersburg, and. Um I had been through it a couple of times with the O&M person, and then she said a couple of weeks ago, okay, so let's try a solo. I'll drop you off at the food court and you walk the length of this wing of the mall and meet me at such and such. So I said, okay. And I was for me, that just really gets the adrenaline flying. I love that stuff, you know. It's yep. like it's yep. really fun. Like, I can do this. I still got this. So it was fun, but at one point, it was really echoey, and I had veered a little, and I wasn't sure where I was, and I wasn't sure if I was out in the center or if I would wandered into a large store. And in my past life, pre-COVID, pre-broken leg, I used to say, all I have to do is stand still for a minute, and people are all over me, you know. Well, I stood still for a minute and there was nobody.
6: <laughs> or two
1: minutes or three minutes or yeah. two
4: minutes. And then I'm kind of I'm kind of poking around and figuring out and then I found a rack of clothes and I thought, Oh, cool. Okay, I know where I am now. I wandered into a store. So if I go this way, I'll get back out to the corridor. Well, Carly said that she, that's the OM instructor. She said she saw that whole thing and she said, I was really surprised that nobody came up to you because yep. she said there there were a couple people and i i do think that has changed now does yep. that mean we've come up the rung uh, up to another rung on the ladder and people think we're more capable than they used to or they've just hardened a little bit oh
1: i care? i i don't think i don't think it has anything to do with how capable we are
4: I know, but that was a really Pollyanna thing to say, wasn't it? It
1: it was, yes. (laughs) So, um, do you wear masks?
4: Um, I wore masks consistently. Oh, and I just remembered something else I really wanted to comment on. Okay, and it has to do with COVID and masks. I wore masks consistently um, until coming down to Florida. And then... I've worn them when I've been on planes and in medical facilities and Mm -hmm. otherwise not, not even in all medical facilities. But the other thing that I forgot that I really wanted to comment on is that I think is a concern for us as a community. I have a couple of blind friends who, well, maybe more than a couple, who think it's not that they think the, their behavior um, got stuck in a mold during 2020, and they're still afraid to go out, and they're still not going anywhere, and they're still having everybody come to them and and yeah. and, and not leaving home. And I and, think that is a concern for us. And I'm
1: guessing there are more of those people than we may think there are.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Because in February, when I was, I got down here and I was starting this O&M and I'm in a long involved process toward getting another guide dog, which, you know, I've always had dogs and then I couldn't walk so I couldn't have one. Well, I started polling all the blind people that I know in, in my area down here, asking them, where's a good place to walk? Where's a good place to walk? Is your neighborhood good? And it really troubled me that I couldn't find anybody who walked anywhere who was blind. So, I mean, I figured out some areas myself. So, if anybody knows anybody in Dunedin, I'm in falling in love with that community. But (laughs) I think I want to live there. But um, it was really troubling. I could not find any blind people who said, oh, yeah, where I live, you can walk everywhere. It's great. Or I go to the coffee shop or I go to the small grocery or I go to the library. So
1: People people think it's too hot to walk.
4: Maybe. You know, that did occur to me. I thought, well, maybe it's a Florida thing. Maybe people walk less It is a Florida thing. It sure
6: is.
10: Well,
4: I think I Mi- do sort of kind of yep. get it because it's really yep. hot today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Miss Debra, thanks for your call. Yeah, sure. Thanks Always insightful. Coffee. Always yes. insightful. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, we had Lisa. Lisa Brooks had her hand up for a little while, uh, quite a while, and she lowered it. Lisa, do you want to... Um, hold on.
1: Lisa, I hope you jump in. We haven't, haven't heard we haven't from you heard since from God you, was then. little.
5: Lisa, if you want to... Um, if you want to unmute, you may. I've given. No, yeah, she's permission. not that
13: old. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had a one of my kids came into the room. <laughs> That's why I lowered it. But um, uh, the thing I wanted to talk about, which I don't think has been addressed yet, um, and I don't think it's because of blindness specifically related to COVID, but more just something that has been accelerated because of COVID, yep. is the fact that there's kind of a there's two things one is a, like a digital divide and another is a weight tax and what i mean by that and i'll give you the best example i can think of is if i want to go get a haircut at great clips um i have to check in on an app and if i don't check in on the app and just show up at the great clips i'm going to be waiting a really really long time yep. because everybody else has already checked in on the app and you know i get pushed to the back of of all those people yes um and and the same thing occurred when we went to urgent care i went with my son um the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. and we didn't realize that there was a online check-in option and and it was the same kind of experience there so if you if you don't have the ability for for some of these things to do the online check-in or the app breaks because they updated something and you're stuck for about a week or however long it takes them to fix it, you're going to be waiting longer than you would if you could have, have accessed those things. Um,
1: now, have you tried calling places like Urgent Care and asking if they'll put you on that list?
13: Um, you know, that's a good... I have not, actually. And, and I don't know... And I'm, I'm not opposed a, a to using the phone. I just think it's interesting yeah. that when I watch my kids now, um, they're who have grown up in this cell phone right. age. Right. Um, even if they want to go to like Starbucks, they'll order from the app. Even at the drive-through, they'll order in the app first, so that when oh. they go through the drive-through window, yep, all they have to do is tell the person their name. So yep, they don't I even absolutely have to,
1: agree with to, that. To,
13: to yep. talk to it, a person. It, yep. Um, and so. You know, and it's not that they won't talk to people. It's just now kind of become this is what people are doing nowadays. Um,
6: Yeah, it's a lifestyle
13: kind of thing.
2: It It is. It's a lifestyle thing that tech has certainly made that an option, lifestyle wise. And I will say
13: that when I have called places, Uh it feels like there's less people that are actually answering the phones. Yes, and you're waiting longer. longer. Yep. To, to get somebody to answer
1: and, and 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 i think it it is almost because people really do expect you to do stuff online rather it's than it's harder using the to phone explain anymore.
14: it to people yeah
1: it is it is you're right marianne um lisa any any experiences with regard to masks any thoughts as to where they stand
13: um, I'm kind of like Deborah. I I wear them if I go to a doctor's office, or if I'm on an airplane, mm-hmm. or if i if I have don't laugh, but if I have really like sneezy allergies because I don't want yep. people to think I'm sick. <laughs> yep, well, I get that. Yeah. So I mean, I respect the um, the mm-hmm. fact that you know, or or if they're required somewhere, I'll wear them, but. But and I have some in my closet, but I ha- but I typically don't unless there's a specific reason to.
1: Yeah, I, I have an unopened pack of masks that I carry around with me, but lately I have not been wearing them as often as I had before. Um, is it? I'll, I'll ask you, Lisa, and then I'll open it up to other folks as as we go further along. Is there is there anything that ACB needs to be doing with regard to some of the stuff we've been talking about tonight?
13: Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think, um, I mean, ACB has iPhone classes in the community yep. that people can certainly go to and, and, and you know, there are some resources
6: uh-huh.
13: um, and I, I'm not a, I, I, being a tech, a former tech instructor, I'm, I'm comfortable with my phone. I'm fine using yep. it. Yep. Um, and I'm I'm okay at it as long as everything is accessible enough. Um, but so
1: I think my, my question yeah. to you is: Is the new normal where there's where there's less staff um, and less assistance um, and and less capacity to get stuff done either by phone or in person? Okay. And and if it's not, should should we be encouraging our folks um, to do some some special things or or not?
13: I don't know. That's a good question because I think,
1: and I'm not sure I know I th- either. So
13: I think if we don't kind of help people along to learn yeah. better, um, then it's just going to get harder and harder because these 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 options aren't going away. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I can't see this, this changing. It's, it's only going to become more and, and more.
1: Have a, there's technology. a good friend of mine here in Florida, and you may remember him because he was, he was around when you were here, a guy <clears throat> named Carl McCoy,
6: mm-hmm.
1: who used to be the director of the Division of Blind Services. And he, over the past two or three years, has been on a real hobby horse where what he wants to see is more technology training for blind seniors. He says that um, that is the group that's really being disadvantaged by all of this mm-hmm. stuff now, and mm-hmm. and that we somehow have to figure out a way to make more training available to them because because they 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 cannot for the most part take advantage of all the stuff that that many people are are, are now using um, and and just never get taught how to do things like. Uber Eats and Instacart and that kind of stuff.
13: I would agree, and even when there there are options, like I know there was for a while, and it may still exist. There was the Go Go Grandparent, where someone could call sure. an Uber by right. phone. And I had a friend who used it, and she thought, and I don't know if this is true, that that it was extra. You had to pay extra. Oh, you absolutely you, did. You There's got to talk thing. to a person. You did. Mm-hmm. Yes. So is that fair to seniors oh, yeah. that they have to pay extra because they, you know, um, well, and I'm all yep. for tech. I love tech, but on the other hand, like and, you said, and, I-
1: and of course, Aira will do will, will will do Uber and and Lyft for you as well. Um, but but of course, you have to be able you have to be able to pay the era the Era tariff first.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Aira. Yep. Ira, yep. Ira, I don't know, Brian. Era, A-I-R-A, era, Ira. It sounds
6: anyway, like era. Thank um, you, yeah.
1: uh, I, 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 I am skirt. just okay. just too literal. We'll we'll let Lisa decide. Is it era or Ira, so. <laughs> 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 Nothing like
15: being
5: on the hot seat, Lisa?
15: Sorry, Ira.
1: You've
13: got to pronounce uh-huh. it like Spanish, Ira.
1: <laughs> I got I got you, Miss Lisa. Thank you Thank so you. much for your call. It is Thanks it is so good to hear from you, dear one.
13: Thank you. You got to find me a convention. I will. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <clears throat>
1: Miss Marion.
5: We have Linda Foss. Uh, hey, Linda, Linda, you may unmute. I want
1: I want the rest of us to be thinking about whether ACB needs to be doing something because I I I have a feeling we should be doing something. Miss Linda.
14: Hi. Many Hi, issues. okay. Um, well, uh, I got to shut voiceover off. Hold on. Yep. There, speech off, yay. Um. So, you know, when I first heard about this, um, you know, session, I thought, well, really, should I do this? You know, because uh, it concerns me. That I have a lot of concerns. Uh, the divide thing, you know, people think oh there's there's no such thing oh the vaccines are bad for you and you're gonna die if you have them. like my sister um and things like that and she'll only see me if we're outdoors so there's that um there is uh you know i live in the suburbs um i used to live in florida and i was listening to to deborah talking about don eden and everything i'm like oh (laughs) you know (laughs) i remember all that stuff um but um, i okay i know that there's no more pandemic but i do know that people still get covid and
6: they do you
14: know and i that you know so when i read about your what's happening at a tuesday topic i thought why are they saying there's no pandemic covid is still here and there's all this divine stuff. And with me and how I get around and stuff, you know, I live in Sudbury, Massachusetts. And I said, mm-hmm. by the way, I did go to not your average Joe's and I don't think I'll ever go back because <laughs> I have a hearing <laughs> impairment. And it was so noisy that when I went to hear my choices that I had done my homework on at home to, to decide what to order, I couldn't even hear voiceover on my phone. It was that bad i go in the the ladies' room to try to call a cab from home. You know, and I love people, but a lot of times because of my hearing impairment and not being able to hear when there's background noise and stuff, um, I feel like there are a lot of, maybe not everybody, but some blind people that just don't, uh, they don't understand it. Yeah. And I, I, I feel um, isolated. And you know, I stopped wearing a mask in my apartment building. Um I even though I feel uneasy about that. Um I still use hand sanitizer, wash my hands. Yeah. Uh, when I go to CVS, you know, with my provider uh, from Deafline Communication Access Network, yep. who I see a few times a week, um, right. you know, nobody wears <laughs> masks in there anymore. Um and it's scary because I know that there are people that are never been vaccinated that don't wear a mask and they go anywhere they feel like it. Right. I have a very good friend I talk to weekly on the phone who's cited but I never see her because she will not she you know before they lifted the mandates right. and everything. She would not wear a mask even for 5 minutes in the car to go have coffee.
1: And if and they so, and and if they decide that they're going to get a vaccination, they're going to go to CVS to get it anyway.
14: yeah but anyway you know i i i i don't know i'm on and off about the mask thing and and you know i live in a place where there's no paratransit i'm afraid to take uber or lyft because i don't know if the drivers are masked or not (laughs) and half the time they don't leave me off where i want to go anyway yeah and so they they um, used to be masked
1: i don't think they're required to be anymore they're
14: not required. No. They're not required, no. And I think
1: and, that's a shame. yeah. And they probably. So I'm one should of those be. people
14: that you don't want to offend. You know, I mean, I've been wearing a mask less lately, but I'm scared to death because so far I've yeah. never gotten COVID. Yep. And and now I wonder if I'd be more susceptible because I'm not wearing a mask when I do the errands I do,
1: and Got you it. Know, so.
14: So that's Ms. pretty Lynn, much that's where it. I'm at. And Thank you for your call. Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, all right. Fine. Thanks.
1: We appreciate it. Thank you.
5: Okay, Ms. we have yeah. Peter.
1: Ta-da. Could and be one Leslie of two. Doctor After Peter.
5: Suspense. Hey, how
1: are you? You hey are. Peter,
16: I was I was uh, across the across my apartment. I didn't think I'd, I'd get on so quickly, but I'm delighted to be on, and I, I appreciate the topic. I, 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 what prompted me to raise my hand was the question you asked, Paul, in the comments. I there really is a need for quality iPhone training, and to and to give you a, a situation uh, three years ago. Uh, when I was working with Voc Rehab in Missouri, uh, I asked as part of my, um, you know, uh, support to get some, you know, iPhone training. And the response was, we don't do iPhone training. Now, I find that absolutely appalling. Yeah. You know, that, that may have changed in the past three years, but three years ago, that was their policy. We don't do iPhone training. And, you know, um, you know, it may be less relevant for folks who are younger, but, you know, it seems to me that, you know, that should be part of what they offer. There, mm-hmm. there should be iPhone training as part of, you know, client <laughs>
1: services. And the They would that- also tell you they don't buy iPhones either.
16: Well, that's fine. Uh, you know, I I can't comment on that. But the very least they can do is, you know, yep. provide to, you know, to, to, to pay for. Because it's, you know, you need this stuff on the job, too. You know, yep. it's, it's not just at home. You need this stuff on the job. Um, you know, I, I know lots of folks who are working who, you know, who use their iPhones all the time you know, as, as part of the job, as part, as part of what they do, you know, <clears throat> and, and, and the workplace and this yeah. idea that they don't provide service data, that's not a service that they think is valuable. I think to use the psychological word is nuts, completely nuts. And, you know, anything that ACB can do to sort of encourage um, the folks in Volk rehab to say, Hey, wait a minute, this really needs to happen. And then, you know, the other sort of issue is, you know, uh, you know, you know to, to help us connect with quality people in, in our state so for example i don't know anybody in missouri um, who even if i could afford it who could provide with could provide with quality training you know there i just don't know anybody Especially, well actually it's not sure i know who live in other parts of missouri but not not in columbia um and you know the columbia area and you know that's a problem as well you know maybe maybe it, you know can we come up with a roster of folks who are who are able or willing to provide one-on-one, you know, uh, you know, short-term help in getting people set up with their phones, you know, uh, and how to do basic stuff. You know, I'd love to learn how to, how to I mean, if I had, um, you know, t- to use some of those shopping services you guys are talking about, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really need to do it. You know, I have, I have a system that works well for me, but it would be nice uh, to 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 know that you know to learn, to know how to do that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, uh, and you know my my main problem is um, it's a financial issue, but it's also a, a resource issue. You know I don't know people in my part of the in my part of Missouri who who could do it effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think that's something that maybe
1: ACP could could take a, take a run at. Um, now, would you be looking? You know that- would you be looking for volunteers, or are you looking for people you'd pay? Either.
16: I mean, right Ryan, now, right, right now right now I mean right now I, I can't afford to pay because of my, yeah. my finances but you know I, I, you know uh, uh, either um, would, would be helpful um, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not one of these people who can sit through a phone class and, and sort of figure this stuff out mm-hmm. you know at least not initially you know I need some you know an hour or two of somebody to sort of walk me through certain things mm-hmm. you know to just just to get started. You know, um, and you know, I mean, the good news for me is when I move to Oregon, which I probably will in August. My my friend there is is a is a tech you know person who uses her iPhone all the time. I'll learn the stuff in an hour probably that I need to learn, and I'll be fine. You know, in 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 three or four weeks, you know, I'll 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 be you know I'll be fine. But but I need that push, and I I don't think I'm the only one. You know, who, who oh I needs. suspect not.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yep. so, Peter, this so, is yep. Brian. <clears throat> Where in Oregon are you thinking about moving? Coos Bay. Beautiful town. Beautiful town. I'm an Oregonian by birth.
16: I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, Coos and, Bay.
2: Great. Yeah, great well, place. And,
16: and one of the one of the things we, you know we're talking about how COVID changed my life. Uh the the uh um the community calls that uh Cindy set up, there was a uh that dating game thing that they did uh, uh, in a while back, and Carrie and I met through that dating game, and, been, and have
2: been talking every day since. Um, and That's so, terrific. Yeah. That is terrific. Yeah, I, I love yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you, believe me, I when I say I live in Massachusetts, and this is what applies here, I do not believe I live in the paragon of all things. There are things that people do in other states that I envy. Mm -hmm. Okay. But a couple of things that we're doing here. One is we have a program set up by the Massachusetts Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired, the nation's oldest service agency for blind people. They have something where they've taken blind volunteers who are very apt users of things like iPhones and iPads and the like. And they've arranged for them to get volunteer drivers and put together kind of a circuit rider kind of Of way of getting volunteer trainers to volunteer, if you will, trainees. It's done one-on-one in the home at Mm -hmm. the same time that's going on. There's a similar kind of thing set up for training, small group trainings at public libraries. Mm -hmm. So you can do, you don't have to go out of your community, you can just get to the public library on a scheduled basis. Sure. Uh, Yes, there are people who've done some pretty amazing things doing uh, remote training on things like iPhones, using Zoom or a similar kind of product, and then they can help you jack your phone into your Either directly learn on your phone, well, I think that's harder to do, but to learn on your computer, but have your phone also available to the instructor, uh, going both directions to learn how to use that device. And all of these were designed not for VR clients, but for SR, social rehab clients. Sure. The difficulty is you have to have a good set of not-for-profit agencies in your area to help facilitate this, and you need to have a state that actually funds SR programs in general. Yeah, we I just that. recently broke the back on this idea that for every service rendered, there has to be an entire paper trail based on the individual.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Now we have it so that we can provide services to a class of individuals. SR clients can get this kind of training in a one-on-one basis over a period of time, there's none, It has to be 20 hours, or it can only be two hours. It can be whatever is available. Right.
6: In the See, I, I think I think and that, that kind of program,
2: job. you
16: know, uh, if if it could be replicated around the country, would be uh, would be wonderful. You know, um, uh, you, know I, you know, Missouri unfortunately uh, is is um, in some ways does very well with folk rehab, but um, this was not one one of the ways.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so thank you for I that. I think it would be good Brian. You, you you and I will talk. We have we 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 actually have some money in Florida that that we've just allocated and you may have given me an idea on how to spend some of it. So <laughs> that's
2: always a good thing. And this is one thing ACB could do is get opportunities for best practice discussion right. yes. between right. consumers. Between right. consumers. You know, it's one thing to go to those professional conferences of O and M instructors and TVIs and the like, but it's another thing to uh, learn some best practices from a consumer point of view uh,
1: across systems. Peter, thank you for your call, sir. One, one other quick comment,
16: Paul. and sure. I Promise this will be brief. What, what? Uh, just in general terms, I, you know, I've talked about this with regards to employment. We, the ACB needs needs to do a better job of, of of getting people and um, technology uh, to work better together. I'm, I'm being very general because we all know what's going on in the workplace and in, in the medical situation where technology is either inaccessible or largely inaccessible or whatever. And that's putting it, pushing us behind. And I really am worried about the workplace. You know, that's my area that I focus on, well, but it's also relevant for healthcare. You know, we heard that story from uh, Lisa about, you know, if, if you can't use the app, you you, you, you get lousy service. You know, actually, I mean
1: I, I, I want to go even further further than you in a sense I I I really and truly believe that
6: <clears throat>
1: that we need to be um, that that we need to be much more much more pushy than you're talking about in terms of recognizing that um, that the fact is that probably seventy or eighty percent, of the folks who could benefit from the technological advantages that are out there who are blind simply can't exactly. And exactly. we somehow need a way to fix that.
16: Right. I mean, and, you know, the other, you know, you have to start small somehow, but my yeah. concern is that ACB take this issue seriously. And I don't think I, I regret to say, I don't think we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, we talked about this in another show, so I don't want to repeat what I said. Sure. But 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 I re- I really think you know what's going on with AI GPT uh, GPT you know the 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 uh, what are we doing about with that I mean you know I mean the employment committee is doing a session on that as it applies to uh, recruiting but you know what are we doing to sort of integrate that into the system that's going to be a big deal
1: it's already a big deal you know what yeah. what
16: are we doing to 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 educate people how to use how to use I the
1: think there I think there are lots of programs on our um, on our um convention program there
2: are, but just at ahead. least
1: there's two of
2: them that i'm hosting uh with lua on sunday afternoon back to back on ai and its impact on us in general as citizens mm-hmm. uh, but also <clears throat> as blind people uh, and it's very important i was i had a meeting today there's a guy named uh, Vinkatash who is the uh Lead on orbit technologies, and so I got to see a number of devices. Paul, you, you would have been so envious today. I would have. But and we dropped your name, but we picked it up Thank off you. the floor, dusted it off, <laughs> and put it over on the corner.
0: Thank you. Had a long um, talk with him at <laughs> season He's terrific. <laughs> there you go. He's terrific. Uh,
2: he, he is amazing. He is amazing. But we had mentioned in the uh, advent of AI and blindness-related technology. There's some convergence going on that's going to
6: <clears throat> I think make some
2: so. incredibly good. Yes. Uh, I've been enjoying using the virtual assistant in Be My Eyes yep. here the past couple of weeks. Um, but also imagine taking one of those uh, graffiti-style graphic displays, tactile displays, and connect that up with your iPhone, and with ai and now the image that maybe you struggle on seeing as a raised line image but as you touch it it tells you what you're touching so you're putting together two modalities the tactile and the audio with the audio business and combined you'll understand a great deal more than one alone one component alone and how does that apply to the workplace Uh, I was trying to tell people, you just cannot always say STEM, STEM, STEM. Technology is for science, technology, you know, electronics. No, it can be for uh, music. Social work. It can be for social work. It can be for learning anything that can be charted in any fashion. And that's a lot of occupations we're talking about through this. But... We've thank got you, to get you, VR to take take some chances here and work with us before it's what was done while it's still being developed.
16: Yep, and and it may be that we need to partner with uh, tech organizations like Microsoft and see if they can help us create programs and, and work around Voc Rehab. You know, I, I'm I'm not opposed to working with Voc Rehab, but maybe we maybe we can work with. Um, you know some of these organizations that we have connections with say how can how can you help us support our members and le- learning how to use this stuff, you know can yep. you give us a grant yep. can you give can you give us support can you I don't know what that looks like but yep. it seems to me we have we have the resources at least some of them and I think it you know doing some kind of a planning session or doing some kind of a whatever might really be a
1: good way to start. Yep, Peter, thanks for your call, sir. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. It's Mary Ann.
5: we have carol and then Le- i mean i'm sorry we have um leslie z and then carol it's t sorry it sounded like t. z i apologize uh, i know uh,
15: i don't know why uh, so, But anyway hey leslie tom how are you yeah. hi um yeah i was listening to everything i fully totally am with everybody on this stuff one of the issues i've been having uh, lately that really bothers me is that you know calling as far as medical calling doctors offices you don't call their offices anymore you know it's they're call centers and and um you know, you used to be able to, if there was a problem, you could call and, and say, well, you know, and the, and the person who answers would say, okay, let me check with their medical assistant if there's an opening or let mm-hmm. me check, you know. And, and now it's, it's not that way. It's they, they go, let yep. me check on the computer, you know, we have to see. And you don't even talk to the same person each time you call. They yep. don't even know who the other person is that you spoke with because they're not in one place either.
1: But well, we can't even we can't even move you onto the list unless you've signed up online,
15: right? And <laughs> and uh, not only I I was trying to get a um this this doctor to send my prescription to since like June I mean uh, March 29th, oh my all gosh. the way till May tenth I finally mm. got a hold of somebody and when they scheduled me with. A different person they said oh well and i was like i need this medicine now i can't wait yep. you know and i wasn't getting it and mm-hmm. i didn't and i didn't for like a month and a half and i just called again today because i need the prescription again and they said you know the lady that well now the call center is outsourced it's not even in the united states anymore gosh and so they don't even hardly speak English. So the lady was saying, "Oh, but you got it on May tenth. It's not, You have to wait till June tenth to have." I said, "I need it sent to the mail
6: order
15: now. exactly." and and she kept going, "What? What? What do you mean? You you <laughs> go to the mail or, You know, you you go pick it up on that day?" No, I don't go pick it up. It's supposed to come in the mail, but I have to have it go there and she's kept telling me well where where do you get your medicine you know you like, you go oh picking gosh. up at the store no i don't <laughs> and i was just telling right before this call and i thought well this is a great topic because I was, there you go through that right now and i thought so
1: so do you think covid has created that these these yes. these problems i think
15: it I, it may have I I really do, because when people weren't going in to the offices to work, they're calling places that people are working at home and they're being sourced, the calls are being sent to them, for one thing, Um, but they also have the ability now then not to have to hire somebody in the United States. They can go to a call center, because the lady I was talking with, I heard others in the background, and they were with the same accent as she, and I think... Mm -hmm. He was from the Philippines, actually. Yep, probably um, was. And you know, and I just talked. I one of my counselors that I had us. She just told me a couple weeks ago she's quitting because it's all gone this way, and they can't even talk to the the assistants anymore. And that's the third one in the last six months that's told me they're leaving. From that is scary. And I thought. Whoa! You know now, how are we supposed to find people we can even go to or talk to yep. If, yep. if if they're leaving? You know, yep. <laughs> and
1: Brian, do you I'll think you, you COVID know, has every, created this health stuff?
2: Oh, sure, sure, it yeah. has played part of. But I, I need to say that outsourcing abroad happened as a result of telecom mm. going yes. bust on their international uh ocean bottom cabling systems. Right. You know, they they mm-hmm. borrowed huge amounts of money, then went bankrupt, and then others bought up the lines for pennies on the dollar, and that made the cost of transatlantic, trans-pacific, whatever, uh, doable. And so it's part of that whole Uh, series of events that puts us Mm -hmm. where we are today at the same time um again i was with vinkatesh earlier today and one of the reasons that orbit can do what it does at the prices it does it and please note that the other refreshable braille companies have not come down substantially in their cost of refreshable braille but they were able to do it partly because he's indian uh, and he's got Indian suppliers, and that brings down the cost of his product. So globalization, we benefit from as much as we're hurt from. And I think that's true with much of what we're talking about when it comes to post-COVID. There are things that would not have been accelerated as much as they have been had there not been COVID. Mm -hmm. Zoom is one of them. There's just no way we would have the community, and I don't mean community ACB subset. I'm about the whole connectivity right? Of people to people. If the pandemic hadn't happened and we've been forced to do Zoom, and at the same time, uh, you were mentioning this idea of outsourcing, but outsourcing to individuals who are taking these calls in their homes—that kind of a, uh, yeah. a spread call center. That too. They're not yep. all in one room. They're no. All over, the all over the place.
9: But yep.
2: Look at the opportunity for employment for blind people who don't want to move to the city to find a job. They want to live in the community they've always lived in. Well, it's doable if you're living, working out of your den. Uh, there's a lot of pluses and minuses to all changes. Uh, I have to say that I'm more optimistic than I am pessimistic about it, but we are living in days where disruption of the way things have been uh, is happening faster than resolutions of those problems that those disruptions have created.
1: You know, I moved up here to Jacksonville, Brian, um, and I had, when, when, when I was ill, I probably had three or four, maybe even five doctors that I was seeing on a pretty regular basis, and every single one of those places required you to do two things, um, first, you were required to confirm that you were going to come when you yes. said you were going to come, That's and true. then yes. then you were required uh, to check in, and check in didn't simply involve saying, yep, I'm coming. Um, it, it, it wanted, in effect, a brief medical history. And then once you had done that two or three times, it then wanted you um, to tell it what had changed since you gave him the brief medical history. <laughs> yes. And, but, the, but the problem is that, that most of those sites um, were not accessible to me as a blind person working by myself. They just weren't. No.
4: So I just took liberties and unmuted myself. This is Deborah because I just I just have to weigh in. Yeah, I you're wrote the liberty bell. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brian. No one's called me a bell for a while. Um. <laughs> anyway, so but I wrote a book about this, as you may or may yeah. not know, and and I've been uh, deeply troubled about how some some things are going. In the yes. last few years. But I, I want to say one thing about what you're talking about, Paul, that every time you go there, they, they, oh, it's so aggravating. They, the, <laughs> the, the, the idiot orthopedic surgeon that <laughs> has a lot to do with my having been such a mess for the last five years. Every time we went in there they were wall to wall to wall to wall people. Nobody could yep. move and it's all walkers and wheelchairs. Inhumane. It's just incredible. It's just a money-making <laughs> machine. And then the first thing they would do is hand me a tablet and I'm supposed to fill out all of my history and and then my daughter would often be with me. She's dyslexic. So she can't do it any better than I can do. So we actually started making a game of it. We just made stuff up because we know nobody's reading this stuff, <laughs> nobody's reading it, you know, it's it's ridiculous, so we either <laughs> skip all these things, or we make things up, and it, it never, it never came back to hit us, so what does that tell you, it, I, it's just yeah. nonsense,
1: yeah. It's I nonsense. embarrassed,
4: so, yeah. I
1: embarrassed my daughter no end one day, because we we're doing <laughs> the same thing, and we we're trying to be pretty quiet about it, suddenly I sort of had it, and I said, so the, 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 the next question says, uh, how many times have you had STDs in the last three weeks? <laughs>
6: yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Exactly. <laughs> all right.
4: Well, and then on the other hand, before, before the pandemic, and for me, you know, everything is before leg after leg, you know, like yeah. all those people who lose like, sight later that's before blind after blind. I get it now. Well, anyway. So, okay. So, <laughs> before leg um and and i i i may have put this in the book i got into a serious struggle with a a physician's assistant in one office because she said i had no right being there without a caregiver because she wanted me to fill out the paperwork and i couldn't and i said but i am my caregiver and i i can't i can't read that stuff it's you know it's it's print i can't do it and and so she did it, and she was very passive aggressive. And fortunately, a copy was sent to me in the mail, and I had my friend, who's a great reader, go over it with me. Well, she had me, according to the the paperwork she did. I was former military. Who knew?
1: <laughs> Who knew? I'm <laughs> impressed. Well, I, yeah,
2: I, know, I want to tell you did- that we're, we're that veterans. The veterans. accuracy of medical records is something no one can count on no
6: one i'm in the line to give
2: blood at the red cross and i get up there and i give them my red cross card because i was a frequent donor and they said i'm sorry mr charleston we can't take your donation today because you've been registered as having hiv
4: (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh no and you were I'm standing
2: to next now? to my wife in line, <laughs> and she hears I've been registered as having HIV. <laughs> I, uh, I no. tried to get them to change it, and they, they said it we'll, would be harder for us to change it than for us just to do without your blood.
4: We'll just have to kill you. We'll just have to I've kill you. i had to fight
2: it. with them. It's still in the record. It is still yeah. oh in the geez. record. Oh my god. It's like whack a mole. You got to whack it back into place, and then somebody will cross-reference some other medical database somewhere, and boom, and
15: it's it is still there.
1: Yeah, but yeah, Brian, we're we're, we're 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 so sorry to to, to hear about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I hope you're <laughs> Thank okay. Thank you so much. I hope you're Thank okay. You. So very very much.
2: They're just. I also taught people believe it or not medical
4: hey, transcript Hey, but Brian, did you know that and HIV can wor- make you go blind? I heard
2: those rumors. Too late. Just
4: saying. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just saying.
6: Well, Ms. Deborah, you, thank you for your call. transcription
2: was no better. No better yep. now
15: than it was then.
6: Well, the anyway, other thing...
15: But, was, thank you. <laughs> Paul, uh, yep. it's Leslie, the other thing was that for the, during the pandemic, since everybody was not going in uh, for appointments, I had a doctor that right. she, she had to she told me she was getting a job somewhere else they kept cutting back her hours so much that she couldn't it was less than half time and yep yep and uh and she left too and i was just like well who's gonna be left to to talk to us you know to to meet and be a medical physician or anything yeah we don't even you, you you don't have that option anymore yep.
1: I I I think you make a very good point Miss Leslie and thank you for your call dear.
15: We appreciate
1: Thanks. it. Very much yep. appreciated. Miss Marianne.
5: We have Carol and then Terry Pacheco.
1: Mhm.
11: Okay, um could you hear me?
6: Yep. We can. Yes, we
11: can. Okay. I'd like to give a uh, some information you were mentioning go go grandparent Yes. That you have to pay extra? Okay, yes. now there's a war- worldwide service you could call Use Uber. You could call Uber directly. Okay, really? So, okay. So you won't have to pay extra? And I could give you that number if you'd like.
1: Please. Well, sure, by all means.
11: Okay, 833-873-8237. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's 833.
11: That's 833. Yep.
1: Okay, 833. 873.
2: 8237. Yep. Very good. Thank you. And, that and we appreciate it.
11: Doing 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 you, you call and you register with them ahead of time. You give them your credit card and they have all your information. You could call from your phone and then they will text you the driver's name and all that information.
1: And there's no extra charge as far as you know.
11: As far as I know. And I, I'm thinking that's a lot better than Go-Go Grandparent.
1: It is. It is. Thank you for letting us know. We appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Miss Terry. There you go, Terry.
12: There we are. And for, those of, us, and for those of us who are old, those last four digits, or was it eight two three seven? Spells that's correct. Uber. That's spells correct. Uber. <laughs> so it's eight eight three three.
1: Um I think it was eight seven three seven.
12: Right. And the eight two three yeah, seven spells Uber. Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. very good. No. Did, yeah. did you work that out or just that comes
12: naturally to you? Hey, I'm old enough that it comes naturally. I remember when we used to have to put in things like mission and <laughs> that at the beginning of a phone number. Yeah. Mm. Just um, the first two letters. Yeah, just the first two on that the, back in those days. But Pennsylvania 6527 oh. was capital always in Boston. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing, you know, it's something that I think we need to take into consideration. And all of this discussion, whether it's the problem with having to check in on an app um, at at a medical facility or wherever, um, we are not the only ones that are in that situation. That's a global problem. That's a global community problem. You get what happens to the to the seniors who. Are, uh, who still don't have iPhones and who have not and don't feel that they're capable of using one or what happens to people who are not capable of using an app you know, there's, that, that's a bigger number than we are um, actually I mean we're a part of that but we aren't that is not I don't see that as a, anything discriminatory against us so much as it is against a much larger part of our population so but, but you think that but it's not any- going to go away terry no it's not going to go away but it's not going to go away for anyone for any of us right so you know it's, it's not going to go discriminated
2: away for- against in an in a non-discriminatory kind of way uh, <laughs> right we i've been thinking god help me don't don't tell kim people do not tell kim i've been thinking about getting associated with my local senior center because when i look at their agenda what they're doing it doesn't seem to be anything other than recreational well you know what's the, uh, it's recreation nothing nothing yeah so many cited elders who go into retirement have to come back out of retirement by net financial necessity and One of the things that they tend to do is uh, jobs that don't require a great deal of training. Just availability is the issue, like the greeter at Walmart or whatever, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Not a lot of blind people are being employed as greeters at Walmart. I know one or two, but it's the rarity anyway. So at senior centers, ought they not to offer some classes in how to re-enter the workforce? and for that, that's why technology training for seniors seems to me to be sensible for it to be conducted at this thing called the senior center. Yeah. No, I,
1: I I, uh, I, I, get all of that, Mr. Bryan. I, 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 I still want, I still want to, to say to Terry why it matters, how widespread the problem in doctors' offices is, because. I mean, clearly, I I think clearly you're saying we still have to do something about it.
12: I am saying we still have to do something about it. But what I'm saying is that someone who walks in who is sighted um, that doesn't have, that can't use the app or doesn't have an iPhone to use the app on is in the same position that we are as far as needing someone to be able to check in with, whether it's when you check in to get your hair done. Or whether you check in for a major medical issue. They're in the same yes. position that we are. But
2: but we we all have to worry about that user interface. How people, including blind people, interface with the medical system. It just because it could be done by technology doesn't mean it should be done by technology. And just because you make it available doesn't mean you've made it so that the user knows what to do to make that happen. To check into my local clinic, there's a touchpad there. But there's also a bell like you'd find on a hotel counter uh, that you bang and somebody comes out to help you if you're struggling with the touchpad. That's a reasonable accommodation to me.
5: The differences with
2: sorry Brian. Right. The
5: differences no, with sighted people versus blind people is that the person behind the desk, if it's just if it's a kiosk, you know, or a touchpad that you have to um, engage with, the people behind the desk know how to help a sighted person. They'll just say, Oh, push that red button there and you know, they know how to assist, but a blind person walks in and tries to engage with that thing. That's unengageable, and they have no idea how to assist us. And the other thing that's different is that there's always paperwork that they can hand them and say, well, do it this way. You know, maybe not so much the check-in, exactly the check-in process, but certainly the paperwork is a whole different animal for people who who can see. So I think that sighted um, people in doctor's offices know how to help sighted people, sighted seniors, better than they know how to help us.
12: And then, so, and, and so maybe that's where we need to be looking as well—is at tra- doing more training of people in medical offices. Um, mm. I, you know, I've walked up to, uh, I've walked into a lab core to get <laughs> blood work done, and not sure that there's actually somebody sitting back there. So, you know, what works very well. Yeah, use your mouth and say hello, and see if you get a response.
1: Yeah, I've gone you know, into LabCorp and have gotten help from people behind the counter. That I've I, done, I yeah, not,
12: I've I've done very well with both. Yeah, questions. I mean, I have not
1: I been required to, um, to to operate the machine independently. It's an awful lot faster and more efficient if you can do it, um, and if you can do it, and you know, once you get it set up right, um, it 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 actually, I think is is for the most part possible to use that little machine the next time you come in.
12: It could well be. I, I I have not run into that. I just they've kind of gotten. I'm I'm spending so much time at doing blood work lately. They've just kind of gotten to know me at our lab. Exactly. I don't know.
3: Lab Core. I had a when I test drug tested there for ACB, Um, it was, it was not a good experience for me. It was awful.
1: interesting. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
12: I yeah. I believe that, that. You know, with almost everyone and everything, it's. You know, it it it's anything is going to vary uh, from case to case. You know, whether it's like Leslie was talking about the person who didn't have a clue what mail order was that she was talking to, and yet so, tomorrow she could call and get somebody who completely understood it. You know, so I'm going to
1: ask the, the the guys one last question, and then we're going to close things out here because we're almost out of time, and that is. What should AC be doing about this stuff? Don't all speak at once. <laughs> to, me, to, me, <laughs> to me to me
2: again yeah. again sharing like, like we're doing tonight, yep. but on a more formal basis. Right. Best practice. Yeah, How I, do you I, define what would be the best way to do these things?
1: Yeah, I think I think that's that's mm-hmm. a really good point. But we need to put something out there, <clears throat> perhaps a document in place that does outline what 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 a blind person ought to do when faced with this stuff, and when they're trying to operate independently.
5: Or maybe community calls on self advocacy. You know. Yep.
1: I think that's yeah. not a, such yeah, a bad. That's plan a start. Either.
0: That's all about sharing information, and, and maybe that's what we do mm-hmm. first.
13: Yeah. yeah. I have a suggestion. And I have.
1: Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. Suggestion.
13: Um, so I know that um, ACB has done like app roundabout types of things in the past. And Brian will yes. appreciate this. Um, back in the day, one of my very, very first conventions, when the, the Carroll Center was there, you could actually either schedule an appointment or go and see a tech person. Um for I don't know, it was like 20 mm-hmm. minutes or half an hour. And I have to say that having a chance and Peter reminded me of this having a chance to do that um, when I was <laughs> this was a really long time ago just in college, um, I learned how to bold and center and do all these different things to text that I didn't know how to do before. And it mm-hmm. took 20 minutes for the lady to get me started and show me how to use a menu. And then I was off to the races. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe one of these years, if it hasn't already been done, maybe we could do that same type of thing yeah. where people could buddy up with you know, a, a person and just spend time playing with an iPhone so that someone has an idea that it's not so scary.
1: We used to do a lot of that in the old days, Lisa, and I think that's a really good idea. I think we have
2: in ACB uh shifted in one other way that i i kind of regret and that is uh if it's got to be done it got to be done well you got to hire somebody to do it
6: yep that Brian, that is on not that, note, that is we not have to my goal. good night good night <laughs>